Alrighty, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, one of the first of the Bounty Honeys podcasts. Uh, this is Comic Corner. I am Casey. Next to me is Christy. And uh, we are going to be your guide into all things Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, etc. Uh, we love it all. Uh, and uh, we'll first start out by uh, telling you a little bit about how we got into comics. Uh, I started with the OG Marvel movies uh, way back in the day, um, but started with the uh, bad Hulk movies and the and the TV show, uh, and then uh, really got into it with the 2008 Iron Man movie, and then kind of deep dived into the rest of that world, uh, especially with Cap. So, and I am a bit of a fan of DC, but not as hardcore as Marvel. Although I have recently fallen in love with the Umbrella Academy, like everybody else. So that is me. Okay. Well, I'm Christy. I, um, as a kid, I would read like Archie's comics. That was, that was my jam. And it was actually, um, one of the things that my dad and I would do together is go see all the new Batman movies. Um, and those are like Michael Keaton era mm -hmm. Batman. And so I grew up watching all of those. And then, um, same as you, I started, like, I, I saw the Hulk movie. I saw Iron Man, loved it. I've seen everything in the MCU, um, TV shows and movies. I've seen it all. Um, I also, I'm actually very big into DC. Uh, Batman was my gateway for that, but like I watch all of the CW shows. Um, so Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash. And uh, for me, as I get invested in something having to do with comic books, I want to know more about the character and the backstory. So I kind of backwards go into the comics that way. Um, so I've, I've seen more comic TV shows and comic movies that I have read actual paper comics. Same. Uh, I tend to uh, get invested within a film and then mm -hmm. go, okay, how are they pulling from different comics? Uh, for example, my first one I really dived deep into was the Civil War series because it is such yeah. a phenomenal movie, even though they tweaked it slightly for the film, which I get because, you know, Spider-Man wasn't a thing in the MCU at that point. Um but yeah, especially especially getting into WandaVision, which we will discuss in depth in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, really one of the first ones where they pulled from a bunch of comic lines and it's become very apparent. Uh, so yeah, super pumped. I think like that kind of getting into the story and not really knowing where it goes, I think that happened a lot with the X-Men movies that came out early 2000s, which I, again, loved. But you didn't know who these X-Men were. And in some cases, they were changing their backstory. They were changing their powers. And so you didn't really know, get a sense of the character. And so you'd really dive into, like, who somebody is, their relationships, where they'd go in the comic series. So it's it's really, like, getting interested in one particular character, one particular franchise, or one storyline lets you open up all these other avenues to find out so much more about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And even like um, the new X-Men movies that they did in the late 2010s, uh, yeah, they've been kind of up and down as far as quality goes, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, 
greatest day of my life was when you had Charles and Charles talking to each other. <laughs> oh, so good. I gotta say, I love the actors in mm-hmm. those movies, especially. That's what made it for me. Oh, they yeah. had amazing casting. Oh, across the board, like even for both of them, like I, I like a lot of the new cast. I think they got shortchanged in a lot of the ways by bad writing, bad directing, just, mm. you know, there was a lot of things. Like, I I saw the Dark Phoenix movie and went, it can't be as bad as everyone's saying. Oh boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, why they thought that, you know, okay, let's give the directing to the remake of the guy who originally wrote the first bad one. <laughs> just yeah. seemed like a bad idea. Well, if we're talking bad writing, then you have to mention Justice League with the oh, same breath. God. Like, why why can't DC get a good movie together? Uh, DC needs to stick to animation. They are very, very good at animation. Mm-hmm. You know? I love their live TV shows. Yep. Like, with their crossover events, if they just filmed a two-hour crossover event and called it a Justice League movie, it would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, honestly... But, like but then you try to put it in a movie theater, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I liked Wonder Woman 1984. It had some major issues, though. Yeah. I think, I think what it is is... Um, like the storylines, okay, so they're a little clunky, but you can get past that. But they don't, the special effects just don't seem at all realistic. No, you know? not at all. If you go to Marvel and you have somebody who can fly, it feels like that person can fly. Wonder Woman, it didn't feel like she was flying. Like her awkward jumps and stuff, yeah, it, it was, just, ugh. it's not the same. It, it was weird. Um, but I think they're making strides to, fix that you know I hope. february 14th supposedly is supposed to be the snyder cut trailer drop date which we will be reacting to because oh my <laughs> gosh does that look amazing oh, um, be good. but hopefully that will fix some stuff um but yeah dc dc's got some issues yeah <laughs> so, so i think we have established that we are geeks oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent you know ever in any doubt <laughs> yeah um, nerd, you know it's it, cool. we also you know star wars lord of the rings uh doctor oh, who you star, star trek doctor who. I, yeah i'm a, i am as big of a star wars nerd as i am a star trek nerd i am very weird in this universe because so many people like heavily lean towards one or the other. But yeah, I have Star Wars named dogs and I fall asleep watching Star Trek every night. Like, hey, I, I fall cover, asleep to Star Wars. It. So I, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, all right. So, real quick, we're going to get into some news and then we will break down the thing that we all are super pumped about, which is WandaVision and all of its wonderful, crazy insanity. So, yeah. On the Marvel side of things, the big thing to come out this week was the fact that Ryan Kluger, Kluger, I can't speak, uh, Proximity Media has a exclusive deal with Disney now. So, it means a couple of things. The big thing is that he will be producing a Wakanda TV show for Disney Plus. So, yay, nice. more Disney Plus content. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, there's also talk that he will be working on some other stuff for them. Uh, but super pumped to see what they're going to do. But their goal is to um, 
control basically everything. So from film to TV to soundtrack to podcast and kind of yeah. weave that all together within one cohesive storyline. So that'll be really interesting going forward, what they're going to do, probably going to be looking at some fictionalized podcast series in addition to, you know, uh, Ludwig um, having all of the music storyline composing throughout who honestly looks to be the new John Williams Hans Zimmer. So super pumped about that. Very cool. You know, it'll be interesting. Um, I like I think Black Panther. This is really, this, with the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, I think that you really have to look at Wakanda in a different way. Yeah. And a TV show, I, I think, will really let you get into some of those side characters without feeling like you need somebody to anchor it. Yeah. Because you can have, um, like, the the war dogs. You can mm-hmm. have stories involving different war dogs that maybe only lasts a half-hour episode. And I think that that would be a really great way to flesh out the entire country and really get to know some of those people. Well, yeah, and, and especially with, uh, they've already said that Shuri will be taking over the mantle of Black Panther. Um, and while I wouldn't mind a Shuri... Uh oh my gosh, I can't think of the general's name. Um uh, Okoye? Yeah, thank you. Uh yeah. and uh <laughs> Lupina Nyong'o's character. I'm really yeah. bad with character names at the moment. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, I would love one centered around those three. Uh you need a male presence to balance it out a little bit so mm-hmm. you don't, you know, alienate half your audience uh so to talk about the elephant in the room female-centered movies whereas they can be amazing you're always going to have some backlash of people that are like oh we don't want to watch a girl superhero well girls can be superheroes too damn it don't get me wrong i mean i'm all for girl power but you're also going to have people that are like i'm not going to watch it because there's it's all girls yeah well girls have watched boy superheroes for long enough It'll be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do like balance as well. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, I think the smart move would be be to bring in Umbaku Mm -hmm. as that kind of balance. Uh, and you know, we'll see what they do. Uh, unfortunately, anytime you have someone unfortunately passing, it does throw a kink into Mm -hmm. everything. (laughs) So, yeah. It'll be interesting. Especially with a franchise like Marvel that has been planned out years in advance, and we just don't know where they're going. Yeah. Well, and they kind of got lucky uh, because after Phase 3 and after Endgame, they took some time Mm -hmm. and went, okay, we're only going to do like one arc at a time, and the current one that they're on is the WandaVision, Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange 2 arc. So that'll be good. They've got some time. I believe the next Black Panther is not scheduled for release until like 2024, 2023, something like that. So they've got a little bit of time to figure that out. Yeah. So that'll be helpful. On the DC side of things, uh, they have announced the casting for Neil Gaiman's The Sandman TV show. So Very cool. Which I didn't even know was coming out. Like, this is news to me. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I don't think I've read this one. I've read some of his other books. Like, I've read Good Omens. I'm working through American Gods right now. Um, And I love his stuff. Uh, If you haven't seen the Good Omens TV show, 
fantastic. I yet. It's on my list. Oh, it's so good. I know. I'm just so I'm so far behind. <sighs> D- David Tennant and uh, Michael Sheen together are just perfect. I David love Tennant them. The best Doctor Who. Yeah, my doctor's Matt Smith, but I concede oh. your point. Uh, okay. so. Matt Smith is my second favorite. So hey, yeah. there you go. So uh, <laughs> they are they. So they have announced the principal cast. Uh, and Tom Sturgis will be playing the Lord of Dreaming. Uh, oh, oh my okay. gosh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Vivian Amenchangpon is gonna be playing Lucine, uh, the librarian of Dreaming. Uh, Charles Dance will be Roderick Burgess's the charlatan and magician. Uh, Sh- Sanji Beskar is Kane. Uh, Asim Chaudhary is Abel. Uh, Boyd Holbrook is the Corinthian. And for all of us Star Wars nerds, Gwendolyn Christie is Lucifer. I am so pumped just by that casting announcement. Because you've got Star Wars and Game of Thrones coming together with some new guys. Super pumped. Uh, I am very much looking forward to a trailer. Uh, wow. To kind of see what they're going to do with this. Uh, DC has a very good track record, for the most part, when it comes to their TV shows and their animated stuff. Their films, yeah. not so much. Yeah, I gotta say, that that is my favorite for DC. The movies, uh, I watch them. But the, and the TV shows, like the CW ones, that's what I look forward to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I started that with Arrow, and I loved Arrow. I haven't watched the last couple of seasons because I've just been busy. Uh, but Arrow, Flash, yeah. uh, their Black Adam movie that's coming out soon with The Rock, oh, okay. uh, Black Lightning. I haven't seen, but it is on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loved Legends of Tomorrow when it started. Le- <laughs> the most recent season of Legends of Tomorrow has been my favorite. Okay, I have to. I stopped watching it with when Arthur Darvall left, which was literally the reason why I started watching it was for him. Yeah, same. Okay, I'm not alone in this. See? Some, some um, good Rory love. No, it got even better. It oh, got good. more campy and fun, and they just have like little one-off adventures. Sounds and, awesome. Like sometimes with the superhero shows, you get drawn into an arc that takes the entire season, yeah. and you feel like, uh, when is this going to be done? The the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. It's much more like these tiny little episodes. Okay, it's, cool, cool, it's good times. All right, so. We are going to get into WandaVision. So, there have been five episodes as of currently. Uh, I'll read a little synopsis, and then we'll get into breaking down each episode. Yes. Uh, So, with episode one, it is entitled, Film Before a Live Studio Audience, which this one was a recreation of the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Uh, So... Newlywed couple Wanda and Vision move into the town of Westview in the 1950s, despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinesis and reality warping abilities, they attempt to blend in. On one day, they notice a heart drawn around their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is while Vision goes to his job at Computational Services Incorporated. Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary and their neighbor Agnes introduces herself and helps her prepare to celebrate that night, Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, 
but is unsure what his company actually does. He's reminded that he and Wanda are hosting his boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the Hart represents. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the Hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chucks on his food and Vision uses his ability to save him. All of this takes place in the fictional sitcom WandaVision, which someone is watching on a television. A little bit of foreshadowing there at the end. Uh, Yeah. And they do have a... So they have little mini commercials, which I love in these. And this Mm -hmm. one is the uh, Toaster Mate 2000 from Stark Industries. Mm -hmm. It's also our first pop of color, because everything that we're seeing is in black and white, like a 50s TV show would be. Yep. Yeah, so... This first episode is kind of interesting. It it is full on campy 50 sitcom. Uh absolutely. Which I love so much. Yeah. Uh, there has just been uh so many different little knickknacks and references. Uh I loved all of the, you know, floating dishes and the fact that at one point Wanda goes in and uh tries to cook a chicken and ends up going too far and then goes all the way back to eggs. So yeah. good. It it gave um like some bewitched vibes. Yes. Uh, like I Dream of Jeannie, all of that with her her magic going kind of unpredictable. Yeah. And so it was it was very much like if WandaVision had been a sitcom in the fifties, what it would have been like. Like silly antics um, and I heard a lot of mixed reactions because there are people who came straight from Avengers Endgame into this. And they're like, I don't want this. But if you stick with the show for a couple of episodes, you see why it was this. Yeah. And to me, that just makes me love it even more. Well, you know, it is, it's interesting. So there, there's there been some theories of whether or not this is Wanda controlling this. Uh, this series is heavily based on the House of M comics. Uh, also the, uh, I believe it's the Scarlet Witch comic when, uh, Wanda and Vision have a baby. Um, so you get, you know, a lot of these kind of misdirection, you know, miscommunication type moments. The, the heart, for example, you know, uh, (laughs) there's a great line when, uh, Wanda says, uh, you can make a pin flute. Uh, oh gosh, how does that go? Uh, you can make a pen float through the air, and I. No, she, uh, it's uh, it's vision can move faster than the speed of light, and I can make a pen float through the air. Who needs to? Abbreviate? Yeah, that's the one. It's a great moment, and like, there's all these little like you could kind of almost see the practical effects of her floating stuff throughout the kitchen, uh, and all of these weird little you know almost misses and stuff like that and even the people that they cast um oh so good right i mean there was uh you know the uh what's her name the place mrs hart uh from that 70s show uh debbie joe reynolds i think her name is yeah i'm pulling I, up i could be pulling that out of like thin air but oh deborah joe rupp yeah, yeah you were debbie close reynolds. you were close uh, so close. yeah it, you know th- all these little moments 
where you had uh, just kind of little fun references from different shows and, and different things. You know, even even down to the set design where they wore very specific clothes to show up on black and white it was yeah. just so good and so well done. Yeah, it like the the entire set was was so perfectly what you would expect a house from the 50s to look like. Yeah. And it was so perfectly sitcom-esque, yeah. you know? Like Marvel is big budget, it's action, it's excitement, it's intrigue and mystery all wrapped up into one. And then this was just some lighthearted 50s silly like she does a pratfall into Mr. Hart's arms. Yeah. And everybody's got the over the top acting, like Catherine Hahn. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Gas. Like, you gotta love that, that somebody can just go so over the top perfect into like 50s era. But as we see as we go through the episodes, they're doing this for different time frames. It's so amazing. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. So in each of the episodes or each of the sitcoms has a uh, intro written by uh, Robert and Kristen Lopez from Frozen, uh, Coco, etc. You know, they're kind of the new Disney composing team when it comes to yeah. most stuff which is so good i mean i enjoyed most of them of the the five episodes that we've seen except mm-hmm. for the second one uh the bewitched one uh it's okay uh, yeah. it, it is what it is yeah i mean it, it's it's okay um but yeah this this episode was great and you know i know a lot of people were like huh i don't understand why Mm-hmm. they're doing this it's like no you have to watch old school sitcoms to understand how perfectly recreated this is yeah it is so well done uh and there's a couple of little couple little interesting kind of easter eggs and stuff like when they end it's in a hex which mm-hmm. they haven't really said yet but a lot of people think it's pointing towards aim and that kind of leads to the idea of, okay, is this really Wanda controlling this? Is it somebody controlling her to control yeah. this? Kinda... Well, Wanda's magic is also called hex magic. This is true in the comics. So, yeah. So there's there's a lot where you're just, you don't know where, where you are, where you're going. You're dropped into this sitcom house. Yeah. And it's all black and white. And you're like, well, that's Wanda and Vision. And they've obviously got their powers because they're using them. Yep. But we don't know why they're there. They just seem to accept that they're there. And then they're like, oh, you know, we, we're not married. Let's get married. And then suddenly they have rings. Yeah. And so you you don't know, like, what time frame we're in. Um, when we were just watching the trailer before the first episode dropped, I thought we were going to be, like, in Wanda's mind before any of the events of the movies even unfolded. Yeah. Like... I had a suspicion that it was the mind stone creating her powers. And this was all in her head. Like who knows? We could have been anywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, and and that's, it is interesting. I'm not entirely sure where the timeline is as far as how soon after Endgame this is. Is it before Endgame, et cetera. And the fifth episode does give us that A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a sec. Or at least we're at least narrowed down. Yeah. So uh at the end of the first episode, we see someone writing in a notebook, watching it on an old school TV, 
Um, which I had my theories about going into the fourth episode, and I'm so glad I was right. Uh, <laughs> I was convinced that it was Darcy, uh, mm-hmm. and I was right. And one of the things that I loved about this uh, is that uh, they bring back the kind of minor MCU characters yeah in a couple of different ways which is a lot of fun um so moving on to episode two uh which i guess i should have done a spoiler warning i'll have to do that for the video well (laughs) you can you can when you edit this put a big giant spoilers at the beginning if we're talking about wandavision of course there's going to be spoilers all right so here for exactly if you haven't watched it yet just pause Go watch the episodes. We haven't really spoiled what has happened. True. So watch all five real quick and then come back to us. And then watch ding, ding, them ding. again because now you'll catch all those little things. You'll be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. And, and, and this and this series really needs to be watched multiple times per episode. Yeah. Uh, I think I've watched the entire series through probably 15 times in the last five or six weeks. You've got me on that. I've watched every episode at least twice. Because I watched it by myself, and then I watched it with my husband. Um, And the most recent episode, I've watched like one and a half times. You know, it's interesting. uh, Because they're relatively short, uh, Mm -hmm. they're really easy to watch kind of back to back to back. And Mm -hmm. so I will often like put it on like right when I get home while I'm kind of winding down for a few minutes and then go to bed. So it makes it really easy to rewatch. And even though they're really short... I never yeah. feel like I'm gypped on story. There's so oh, much that they yes. put into it. And it's it's very much like like an old school uh, sitcom where the entire story is wrapped up within that time frame. And yes, you've got like the continuing saga of why is she there, what's going on. So you've got that little bitty tease at the end that's like, oh, I got to watch the next one. Yeah, exactly. And I love that because in a movie... Like, you could have done WandaVision in a movie. There's yeah. nothing saying you couldn't have. It wouldn't have been nearly as exciting yeah. or nearly as successful, in my opinion. Yeah. It's that that little bit of everything is everything is normal. It's silly. It's fun. But it's normal. Oh, wait. Something's wrong. Something's dangerous. Yeah. Right at the end. Yeah. Because if we're talking first episode into second episode, there was really nothing dangerous until no. the end of the first episode yeah when um when mr hart was choking and mrs hart was just starting to kind of unwind shouting stop it you know it didn't... it's interesting so I, I didn't catch this till about the third time i rewatched it but it's like she's in a loop yeah and she's kind of bucking a little bit against whatever is controlling her and it was almost like she was telling wanda to stop it like that uh-huh. she was the one controlling this, which I'm not entirely sure was the case, but I think she believed that that was the case. Yeah. Cause the first couple of times she says, stop it. It's like, she's laughing yeah. and, and trying to say it to Mr. Hart. Like he was joking. Yeah. And then it gets very dark and very serious. And there's a music switch. Uh huh. And so you, you feel like, like you kind of chill a little bit and, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, I thought everything was lighthearted and fun, and it seems scary all of a sudden. And then the episode's all lighthearted again and over, and and then you've got just those couple of seconds where you see someone's watching, and you're like, who's watching? What's happening? Like, 
is this a TV show? I thought I was just watching a TV show, but now it's a TV show. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, you know, and it, it's fun. So they end each episode, or at least of the sitcom, with them sitting down in front of the TV, and that is, okay, fade to black, we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. stop there. That's how everything resets in this world. Yeah. And so it becomes kind of, okay, this is where our set piece ends, and then we're going to move on to the next episode. So episode two is entitled Don't Touch That Dial, which I just mm-hmm. love. I love all these like weird little TV references, and I love the like, yeah. when you hit the end credit sequence, you know, it's the please stand by, and it changes with, with each era, and it updates as they've been updated. It just makes me happy. Yeah. As a film nerd, it makes me happy. <laughs> uh, so, four, do not touch that dial. Uh, in the 60s, Vision and Wanda try to fit in by performing at the community talent show fundraiser for the children. As a magician and his beautiful assistant, Vision gets drunk children. when Gum <laughs> gums up his inner machinery and Wanda has to use her magic to convince everyone that their real stage magic is actually fake. Mm-hmm. So... This one has a couple of like weird little interesting things that happen. Uh, so they u- yeah. they use for the children a lot, like for the children, for the children, <laughs> and you know they have that uh, kind of typical socialite PTA meeting of all the moms, you know, setting up this big talent show event, and yet you never see any kids good point there's all these kids like there's this gig- there's this lovely um playground and stuff you never see any kids playing and it's always like the moms are together the dads are together and that's it like there's no yeah. interaction between the two groups um and we start off the episode with a um bewitched type moment mm-hmm. where you have um the the like branch rattling outside the window and it's like oh who is it you know and Wanda's turning out the light on and off and it just cracks me up it's so straight out of Bewitched mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got uh, well and then she brings the beds together yeah, and then this is the first time we have a conjoined bed yeah which used to be salacious on TV well yeah like, I mean sisters I, were pregnant how do you think they got pregnant they didn't sleep in in single beds come right. on and like you know they didn't sleep in separate rooms and yeah uh, we're not victorian england here yeah yeah, it's it's such a british thing and it it cracks me up every time i watch something like the crown and they have separate bedrooms and i'm like why yeah Uh, anyway (laughs) getting slightly off topic it's weird Uh, it is what it is so they have um so uh Vision goes to the kind of neighborhood watch type thing mm-hmm. after they finish their yeah. magic I, act. I don't, I don't know if you grasp this, but um, that was Tony Stark's original plan for Vision when he created him was that he be a shield for the world, that he would protect the world. Gotcha. And so the first thing that Vision does when he's really like confronted with something dangerous is he's like, I'm, I must protect I, I'm going to go join the the community watch and and what's the police presence here take care of everybody. Yeah. Which I find really interesting on a number of lo- levels um mm-hmm. because you have uh, 
him kind of, you know, trying to fit in with the guys and making jokes. And, you know, there, uh, he makes that one joke about one of the guys being a communist. And it's like, you know, in that time era, you're not that far from the McCarthy trials yeah. <laughs> and the Red Scare. I don't, I don't think everybody would be joking and laughing at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, so and then you have... Um, so you've got that moment, and then you've got uh, Wanda. Oh, that's right. Wanda finds the, the uh, colorized helicopter. Yes. So this is our first clue to the outside world yep. because it's got a logo on that. And um, the logo is for S.W.O.R.D. Yes. So this took a little bit of research on my part. It's going to become much more obvious in later episodes. But S.W.O.R.D., is um, in the comics, it's actually like the counterpart to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is strategic homeland, blah, 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 defense and logistics, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. But it's it's like dealing with threats on Earth. So S.W.O.R.D. is the aerospace counterpart to that. It's supposed to deal with like threats throughout the galaxy, through the universe. And it's been reworked a little bit for this series yeah. but so when i first saw the logo and figured out okay that's what sword is that put me spinning into are they trying to rescue wanda like this this toy has to have some kind of significance because it's the only pop of color that we have yeah so it, it and this will become kind of apparent later on but uh it is a drone mm-hmm. uh that gets changed to meet the era that it is in. Uh, yeah. And there is one significant change that they did with S.W.O.R.D. Uh, and they changed it to Sentient Weapons, uh, mm-hmm. which it was not in the comics. Uh, and that'll become apparent later on, especially with some yeah. of the stuff that happens with Vision. But it was founded by Maria Rambo. Uh, who, if you guys have seen Captain Marvel, you will know who that is. Um, um, by her mom, right? Yeah. I want to say it's Maria, because this is Monica. Oh, yeah, Maria's the mother of Monica. Yes. I switched their names. <laughs> I was like, please don't switch them in my head. Please yeah. don't switch them. So, after the events of the Captain Marvel movie, which took place in the 80s, yeah. obviously, Mama Rambo has been going to... Like, she knows that there are threats out there in the universe, and she's going to try to help protect the Earth. Yeah. And started this agency up, is essentially what we're yeah what we're assuming. Yeah, and, and that'll become apparent in episode four. They kind of dive more into the sword side of yeah. things. Um, so, n- Vision's at his neighborhood watch thing. Wanda goes to the planning committee meeting mm-hmm. and we get our first anomaly which is uh someone talking to wanda through the radio uh yeah and this is later identified to be D- jimmy woo from the ant-man series yes um who oh, i love how to do close-up magic i know just it's just so good he works so hard on it so good uh, there is like one <laughs> little moment in episode four that I just love that they brought it in. Um, yeah, just like all of those tiny little details. So good. They thought, about, they thought about it from all of the movies where they're pulling these random characters. And they're like, yeah, he liked the close-up magic from Ant-Man. 
yeah, he he learned how to do it himself. Of course he would, because he'd be a human being. Right. And yeah. Well, I love that. There, I love the thought that goes into that. Well, and also like they know that we break all of this down and that we look for every little Easter egg possible. So they put them in on purpose. And it just yeah. makes me happy as a Marvel fan that I'm just like, yeah. thank you. Thank it's, you. It's made for the fans. Yeah, exactly. They're not trying to win an Oscar with this. They're doing no. this because it's like there are as much fans of these um these franchises as we are yeah you know like the the main directors and producers that are in charge are just as big of nerds as we are and i love it oh yeah 100 percent uh which is really awesome so we get this thing where he's saying wanda do you read me trying to communicate with her trying to kind of figure out what's going on and we get our first anomaly within the broadcast which is this blip Mm -hmm. um and there's kind of two theories about blips. Uh, the little ones, I think, are Wanda controlling the world a little bit. Uh, so when she blips and suddenly want, uh, Dottie has a cut and you see her actually bleeding and it is actual red blood, mm-hmm. uh, which I think will be significant later on. Uh, and then we have one later in the, the episode that is, I don't think, Wanda. Uh, I see. I'm. I have the opposite feeling. I think that it absolutely is. Okay. I think it's just the technology that she has. Maybe that maybe we're seeing things from her perspective, or we're seeing things from the outside perspective. Maybe and the editing looks different from either side. So that's my theory. <laughs> that very well may be. You mentioned the red blood. Yeah. This is the third time that we've seen color. Yeah. There was a red light in the first episode. Yep. There was a red helicopter and now red blood. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. I mean, red is the color. Uh, of the trailers we've seen, they do bring out the costume. So. They do. Oh, they do. I can't wait for that. That that's actually that's going to be next episode. That is the Halloween episode, that. which yeah. I'm super pumped about. So yeah, then we I get do, into um, the talent show. And at this point, uh, because Vision is an idiot and he eats gum and then swallows yeah, it. He's gummed up. Yeah, it, it, it screws up his... And I love that they have this like old school little cartoon where it's yeah. just like around the cock. It's so good. Yeah, like her x-ray of him becomes like a very 1960s cartoon. Yes, it's so good. Uh so he, th- they then start to do the magic show, and things kind of get a little out of whack. Uh, mm-hmm. And Wanda has to use actual magic, uh, like he starts floating, and he, uh, uh, so Wanda has to do like come up with like a little rig to where yeah, it's very it apparent. Like he was attached to a pulley the whole time. Yeah, or when he lifts up the piano and she turns it into cardboard, or. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have this like cat card trick where he goes to the entire deck because he doesn't do it correctly. Uh, yeah, so funny I love that the audience, the audience was all like gasping, mm-hmm. like when he would do something because he's using his actual powers. He yeah. puts a hat through his stomach. They're all like, oh! yeah, and then she's like, wiggles her finger and makes it like some kind of blatant trick. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, but the, they were. <laughs> It felt like they were a 
sitcom audience. audience yeah. It was just gasping when the gas light turned on, you know, like yeah. it felt very like they were scripted and forced. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, and then I love the, you know, they do the cabinet and, uh, he forgets to have Wanda step into the cabinet and then disappear. So yeah. he just she's does like, the trick and she's like, ah, and grabs Geraldine from the back and yeah. sticks her in there. She's like, how did I, I was backstage. How did I end up in here? Mm-hmm. So good. So then we head back to the house where they, after they win first prize uh and they they have this very little cute moment when they're dancing after she pulls the gum out mm-hmm. <laughs> and they hear a noise outside which is very interesting and it's a guy coming out of the sewers in a beekeeping uniform yeah with who, bees floating around being yeah. very creepy yeah very very creepy with the sword logo on the back Mm-hmm. And we get this interesting moment because at this point, I believe, so I'm like yeah. scrolling through the episode. Wanda and Vision step outside to see what this noise is. Yes, she's she's standing in front of Vision. Yeah, and she's she just is like no. Yeah. Well, and, and also her. she is very pregnant. Oh yeah, suddenly pregnant. <laughs> suddenly pregnant. Well, we skipped over it just slightly right before the noise. Yeah. They're, they're talking and they're like, ha ha ha, for the children. Because yeah. that was the catchphrase of this episode. And then she says, well, I think the children want popcorn. And then she stands up and we're like, oh, now she's pregnant. Yeah, she's and like she's three or four months pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly. So all of a sudden she's pregnant. Yeah. Which, and Vision is is a robot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, and this is one of those like it becomes very apparent that she's kind of willing this into existence and, uh-huh. and they do have history in the comics uh tommy and billy as they are known in the comics or better known as wiccan and oh my gosh i always forget the other one's name right uh hold on i know that he's like something speedy because it's uh yeah because he, he is uh pietro's powers, powers. mm-hmm uh, da, 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 da. Wicked and Speed. Wicked and Speed. Oh, just Speed. That's just why, because he's speedy fast. And I'm yeah. Like, yeah, he's uh, so one takes after Wanda, the other one takes after Pietro. Um, but nobody takes after Vision because, you know. Yeah. They came out of Wanda's mind. Yeah, not out of exactly. I mean, she's basically you know, creating another set of Biology. twins. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, so uh, we get to the beekeeper. Wanda says no. And we hit rewind, basically, yeah. in a very obvious kind of way. And we go back to the, is this really happening? And Vision says yes. Um mm-hmm. And, and so this time around, they have a tender moment yeah. and then go about the rest of the episode. They they don't hear a noise outside anymore. Nope. They don't see anybody coming out in a beekeeping costume. Yes. And at that moment is when everything shifts to color and we take the shift into the 1970s and into the Brady Bunch episode. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. I just they, I, they had like the staircase perfect. Mm-hmm. Like... At the same time, um, this episode of the 60s, I I knew that they were switching to the 60s, 
Yeah. Because then we started saying like peachy keen and yeah. she wore pants and her hair was a little different, but it wasn't like a hard change. No. But then you're, you're sitting there like watching them in the house and you're like, oh, something's different. If you go back and watch the first episode again, it was a completely different set. Oh, yeah. Like, they took the house from the 50s to the 60s. Yeah. And you don't really notice it until this episode. It becomes color and then it changes to a very 70s Brady Bunch house. Yep. And that's when you realize that everything is being redesigned, not just not just them. It's like the entire world is changing into the 70s. Yeah, exactly. And, and you get the very kind of bewitched, the end with the sparklies. And then you hear the Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda, at the end. Yeah. Which is just so good. So good. So, episode three is now in color. Which, mm-hmm. as we've said, this is the Brady Bunch episode. Uh, and again, these titles are just fitting like TV tropes so well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Decades. So, like, this is the great. the last episode where it is just straight sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, going forward, it'll be either from Swords' perspective or a mix, uh, yeah. which is very very good. So. For episode three, Wanda becomes nine months pregnant in the course of 24 hours. Wouldn't mm-hmm. every woman love this? Like, this would be the way to be pregnant. Gotta say, like, for efficiency's sake, you know, nothing beats it. Uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, I think I would have preferred the time to prepare, but, you know, I yeah. guess if, if you have magic fingers. Yeah. Um, while she envisioned trying to hide her condition from their Westview neighbors and friends, Geraldine, mm-hmm. Agnes, Herb, Geraldine, Agnes, and Herb reveal that they know more than they're letting on while Geraldine finds herself going on an unexpected trip. That's one way of putting it. That's one way of putting it, yes. Uh, so, uh, I love that the intro to this is a lot of the scenes that we saw in the uh, trailer. Mm-hmm, Yeah. So uh, a lot of the kind of B-roll stuff of like them dancing and stuff like that is stuff that we saw in the trailers, which is great because it didn't really spoil anything, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. Um, excuse me. So we get into the Brady Bunch. It opens with uh, the doctor and he's, you know, checking her out. Like to explain it in fruit to little women. Oh, <laughs> God. It's just- like, I am a modern woman. So, <laughs> so condescending. <laughs> but I get it, because that was the time. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it uh... How did, how did he put it? It was, like, peach and papaya and pineapples and honeydews and, and all this stuff. Yeah. It, was, it was weird fruit. Um, but we get our first dad joke from Vision, and it's, you know, I'm so, uh... Oh, uh, how does he say it? Hold on. Let me find it real quick. Are you saying the proud papaya? Yes, I can't wait to be a proud papaya. Yeah. Well, at that time, like, for the first couple of minutes of that episode, she's, like, four or five months pregnant. Yeah. And then she's, and like, six. as she gets up and, like, walks around the corner, then suddenly she's, like, seven months pregnant, the size of a papaya. Yeah. And that's when she accidentally knocks a papaya off the table and he makes a proud papaya joke. So she's, So like, cheesy. She is rapidly advancing through this pregnancy as we watch. Yeah. Like, 
you know, completely unfolding on screen. Yes, absolutely. Which honestly is a lot like, you know, sitcoms because you, you go from somebody being pregnant and then like two weeks later they're giving birth because nobody wants to sit through that. And then the kid is like three months for a minute and then the next week they're a seven-year-old and then the next week they're a teenager having kids of their own. Like, well, that's more soap operas, but still it happens a lot. It's a, it's a TV trope for a reason. Yeah. And it works. You know, in a show where they don't have a lot of time, (laughs) you know, they needed to uh, compress as much as they could. Uh, And it really reinforces that this this can't be right. Something is wrong in this world and we don't know what yet. Yeah. Well, and also it's at the end of this episode where things really take off. Yeah. Um, So that's good. And and we start to see some suspicious things. like uh when vision is walking the doctor out herb is cutting the bush but he misses the bush and just keeps cutting into the brick wall kind of Mm -hmm. implying that he's not really in control of what he's doing yeah Um, and he doesn't he doesn't see that there's anything wrong even after vision draws him his attention to it he's like oh thanks buddy but he still keeps continuing to cut down Yeah, so, and then, so there's a couple of people who we start to suspect maybe aren't aren't controlled by the simulation. Uh, Agnes is one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Geraldine is one of them. Um, So it'll be interesting to kind of see going forward who else pops up. Um, So we get into... So we have the doctor and then we get into Vision and Wanda prepping the nursery uh, Mm -hmm. and them fighting about names. Yeah. (laughs) And and Vision tried to do, you know, he wants Billy, she wants Tommy, uh, which is just adorable. Uh, It is. Although, why they're fighting about boys' names and then they paint the nursery purple, I'm not quite sure. It's a nice, pretty color. Like, it is, but I would think it more for a girl than a boy. Yeah. Well, at the same time, um, she had that little the hiccup when she's like saying she has a really fluttery feeling inside, yeah. and then the butterflies turn to life yeah. and go fluttering away, and she's like, "Oh, did I do that?" It it really feels like she's losing control of what what's happening, losing control of her own magic even. We'll she see. doesn't realize what she's doing. I actually have a theory about that. I actually think it's Billy. The one, that, Wiccan. The one that has her powers. I actually think yeah. he's the one doing it, not her. Yeah. Which is why it kind of is so weirdly popping up. Uh, that is clever. Alright. He gets closer to being born. He, uh-huh. he starts Flexing his little wicked powers. Yep. Yeah. And I and like maybe it. the speed element is speed. Is speed. <laughs> Which he is the first baby to be born. Yes. He's, he's a little fast, buddy. I mean, you know, he just can't he just can't wait to get out there. Uh, yeah. you know, and then we get vision trying to figure out like what the algorithm is that she will be born by. And it's like Friday afternoon. It's like, nope, in like ten minutes. Yeah. Yep. So, of course, he speeds away himself to go get the doctor. Yep. 
Well, um, we have this great little moment where um, she takes out the entire block of power and there's mm-hmm. this great moment with one of the neighbors where his wife comes in and she asks him a question about something and, he's, and the power goes out and he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of power going off, I think it was pretty close to this point that had the commercial. We didn't mention the commercial from the second episode. Oh, that's right. That I forgot the second. Strucker watch. Yeah, the Strucker. Baron Strucker was the Hydra scientist who watched... Um, Quicksilver and Wanda get their powers in the first place. Yep. And, and this, this one is all about a mom who needs a break with Hydra soak. <laughs> yeah. And obvious, you know, obviously Hydra. It's got like yeah. the logo and everything. Yeah. Um, and Hydra is going to take all your troubles away. Uh, Wanda had trouble with her loyalties in the beginning. True. Um, this is true. I mean, and and played both sides of the coin. Yep. And Strucker was. A Hydra offshoot. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going on, and then we get into uh, uh, Wanda has her water break yep. via a rain shower. Yep. <laughs> as as normal mothers do. I'm I just mean, gonna say, God bless you know, her. I, I heard it's very common for it to start raining inside the house when your water breaks. Well, and then, you know, I love that she just opens the door and then has the wind blow and that's the, you know, and then yeah. three seconds later, everything's dry. She has perfect hair again. Yeah. And, you know, Vision goes running off for the doctor and Geraldine shows up mm-hmm. uh, to get a bucket of all things, which is a little weird. Um, well, she needs a bucket. I mean, hey. Perfect. But, well, that's the first time that you really have, well, no, I guess um, Agnes was coming by with a pineapple earlier a True. couple episodes ago, but the neighbors just drop by at exactly the right time uh, yeah. to intervene in the story. Yep. Very sitcom. Very sitcom. You know, and it's funny, and at one, uh, as she's, you know, having contractions, the uh, stork turns mm-hmm. to real life, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah. And uh, so when Geraldine pops by, she decides to put on a coat. Uh, mm-hmm. Why she thought that would hide her pregnancy? God, I don't know. Oh, no, that that's another sitcom thing. Like when actresses were pregnant in real life, they would have props. Like oh, the yeah, yeah. like the big purses or a big purse or a big coat. And so it's playing into the stereotypes of you could tell they were pregnant. Yeah, but they would still do it. Yeah. Well, and I love I love Geraldine's outfit here, uh, from the fish pants. Uh, I love the fish pants, yeah. Uh, the fish pants, the uh, the like half vest thing, and mm-hmm. she's got a little sword necklace. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, and we get different moments where uh things are are popping or they're uh freaking out. So she changes coats like three times. <laughs> it's solid stuff. Uh. And at one point, uh, they uh, she decides to tell her the story about how she, you know, got this new job, uh, for coming up with this brilliant slogan, um, uh, about uh, gravity O's, which will play yeah. a part later on. A very sixties serial yes. title. Like, of course, they'd be called gravity O's, right? Uh, seventies. I keep forgetting. We're in the seventies. We're now. in the seventies now. Very colorful. The bell bottoms. Uh, so then, uh, 
Wanda throws stuff at the stork to make it go away. And uh, Vision comes back with the doctor, but not before Geraldine delivers Tommy? Tommy. Tommy's first. Tommy's first. Okay. Uh, And then uh, we get this really great moment where uh, everything is freaking out in the house. As she's giving birth, you know, the vacuum cleaner is exploding. The pictures are spinning on the wall. Like, it's a lot. Uh, She gives birth to Tommy and then everything dies down. And Vision comes back and she's like, do you want to meet your son as yourself? Yeah. Which is just so awesome. That's very sweet. But I also like that Geraldine specifically saw all the things going weird Mm -hmm. and was like, I'm sure there's a logical reason (laughs) for this. this. Yeah. Let's just keep going. Right. Uh, and then we get Billy born, mm-hmm. and that's interesting. Uh, so we get that guy, and then, uh, you know, we have the 20 fingers, 20 Did you toes. That the doctor didn't actually deliver either baby. Nope, he was just kind of there. Yeah, he, he got dragged all the way there to do nothing. <laughs> but um, I thought it was sweet that... Um, Vision was the one who wanted to name the child Billy mm-hmm. after William Shakespeare. And he's the one that holding Tommy for the first time called him Tommy. Yeah. And then Wanda wanted Tommy and sh- she's the one who named Billy. Yeah. So they, they kind of did that for each other. It was very sweet. Yeah. You know, it is great. Uh, because, and the, so, uh, Vision walks the doctors out. And he says something interesting. You know, he's like, you know, I hope you can get back to your vacation. He's like, oh, I don't think we'll leave after all. You know, small towns are so hard to escape. Yes. Which, again, that sense of foreboding. Where where Vision is noticing that there's really something weird happening. Yes. And and we, you know, we get all these hints that there isn't something quite right in this town. Uh, And we really get some breaks when uh Geraldine mentions Ultron because they started talking about Pietro. And suddenly and that's also the first time Wanda's accent slips back in. Yes. She's been very surprised all this time. Yes. And you know, uh Herb and Agnes are talking and they're telling Vision, you know, uh, you know, Geraldine's new to town. She doesn't have a home. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a husband, you know. Yeah. Cluing him in into something isn't right with her, let alone the town. Yeah. And uh, he comes back in and she has disappeared. You know, she had to rush mm-hmm. home. And we get to the end of the episode uh, with uh, them. Uh, so Vision comes back in and we get taken to the edge of town where we see the Westview sign. And we see Geraldine get thrown out of a barrier. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, something really isn't right in this town. Yeah. And something we- has gone wrong in a big way. Oh, yeah. And He's still wearing the cool fish pants. Oh, yeah. Solid, solid stuff. Funky. And also, this is the, the first time. So as we switch from... Uh, Wanda and Vision to the Westview sign, we also get the aspect ratio change. Mm. Which they use it very ominously. Yes. Because it goes from the kind of old school square to the current 16 by 9. Uh, 
Which is an interesting way that they not only use it to show foreboding, but also to delineate time zones and, and timelines. Uh, yeah. It feels like we've gone out of the sitcom yeah. and into the real world. Exactly. And so as she gets tossed out this telekinetic barrier, basically, and she is covered in red, so we know Wanda threw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will become very apparent next episode as yes. to why. Very apparent. Uh, and then we see a bunch of SUVs pop up. So that's fun. So we get. And they're all like modern, yep. tactical kind of SUVs. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So much fun. All right. So episode four is we introduce, we interrupt this program. Now this and it one by interrupting this program. Yeah. So this one is fun because this is everything from Sword's perspective. So the first mm-hmm. three episodes from Sword's perspective. Um and uh we start getting answers and Yeah, we start getting life. answers and uh we actually, interestingly, start from the blip in Endgame. So, uh, after people recover from the blip, Monica Rambeau is sent to investigate the disappearance of a Witsec person in a small town that no one remembers. Monica herself disappears, and Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis are called in to help investigate. Mm-hmm. So, for for context at this point, because we're kind of just dropped back into this, yeah. um, the story and real people that we've seen before. So, Monica is the little girl, the daughter of... Captain Marvel's best friend from the Captain Marvel franchise. Yes. Jimmy Woo is an FBI agent from the Ant-Man franchise. He's the one who makes sure that Scott stays under house arrest. Yep. And Darcy Lewis is the best friend of Natalie Portman's Jane uh, Foster character from uh, Thor. Yes. So we're grabbing people from different franchises throughout MCU and putting them together in a very realistic way of how these characters would interact. Yeah, exactly. And so it's kind of interesting. So we get the episode opens with Monica being uh, unblipped (laughs) uh, in honestly a much better way than Endgame even did it, which is saying something for visual effects. Oh, so good. I mean, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And we find her freaking out in hospital uh, because... When she blipped, she was asleep and her mom had just had surgery. And we find out it's been five years later. Her mom died two years ago. Uh, two years ago? Three years ago. Yeah. One of those uh, one of those times. Uh, she died several years ago. Her mom died three years ago, which was two, two years, years after, after she blipped. Monica disappeared. Yes, there we go. Uh, and we find out that she works for S.W.O.R.D., in the astronaut program and that uh, she's actually the first to report back to S.W.O.R.D. after everything happened. It was like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who is currently taking over is Tyler Harry Ward, who is the interim director of S.W.O.R.D. Um, and we find out that they have shifted from extraterrestrial stuff to more IA, nanotech, stuff like that. So they're kind of... Trying to take over for Stark and for uh, Pimtech, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it, it's very apparent from their conversation that they had an astronaut program. Yeah. 
Um, it was probably having to do with maybe a space station. You kind of get the feeling of that. And he he alludes to things that make you think something bad happened during the blip yeah. that made them want to not risk people's lives. So they're focusing on nanotech, artificial intelligence, and um, like they're they're trying to focus on things that they can control, observe, use, yeah. but that they're not creating any of those technologies themselves. Yeah. So, uh, and then, of course, he tells her that she's grounded uh, per her mother's protocols, which, mm-hmm. what a way to come back. And yeah. uh, your mom grounded you three years after she died. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Awkward. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get, and then she heads off to Westview to supervise the drone, basically. And she gets there, meets Jimmy, who... Uh, tells her that he's been looking for a witness and he's called up a bunch of people and none of them have ever heard of him. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, And they talk to the sheriff and the sheriff says Westview doesn't exist. They're standing in front of the Westview sign. Yeah. But it doesn't exist. the sheriff doesn't remember it existing. And it's, he's from Eastview. Yeah. So you get the the idea that these town this town that's been created is an opposite of what it actually should mm-hmm. be. Uh, so they send a drone in. The drone disappears, which we then find yeah. out is the helicopter from episode mm-hmm. two. It has been uh, repurposed to fit the time and era that they're in. Exactly. It, so it looks like it makes sense in that world. Yes. The toy helicopter that looks like it would have been in the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Except that it's in color. Exactly. And so when it disappears, she decides to go up to the barrier and get sucked in. Um, yeah. So she she's looking into it and gets very close and doesn't... She doesn't intend to get sucked in, but as she reaches towards it, yeah. it like grabs her up and yeah. she disappears too. So now everybody's freaking out because they didn't know that would happen. Yeah, exactly. So they set up a containment field. They bring in a bunch of people, uh, one of which being Darcy Lewis, who is now Dr. Lewis. She has completed her PhD. Side characters. Oh, yeah. I love that actress. I love her character. No, I will say they did tone down the sass a lot, which I kind of missed. I wanted her to be a little more sassy. Um, Oh, she's. She's been a little on the sassy side. Like she has little snippets. It's yeah. not, it's not as overt. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's enough that I'm still really enjoying. Yeah, and so she she gets pulled into the headquarters where they have all her RF equipment set up, and uh, she asks, uh, "What have they been getting on the drones?" And the guy says, "It's highly classified." She's like, "You can't see anything." Yeah. And she knows exactly what yeah. what's going on. Exactly. And you know, this is Sword, Army, FBI, or Air Force Special Inve- Investigations, FBI, uh, CID, mm-hmm. uh, Research Lab, Space Command. Like it is everybody. Every alphabet you could think of. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, except for maybe the CIA. No um, environmental protection agency, maybe. Who knows? I well, maybe. Um, so they, she, uh, pulls up her equipment and she's getting a lot of, uh, CMBR, 
which mm-hmm. is cosmic micro background radiation, uh, which is which is the same radiation that created the Fantastic Four. Yes, uh, so we you are know, opening the door for Fantastic Four. To oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and you know, this is basically you know stuff that's been around for ever. Big Bang, all that fun stuff. Um, and the Big Bang is when the Infinity Stones were created. Yep. So it's it's the same like radiation energy that they give off too. Yeah. So you you've got all of that, and then you've got a broadcast frequency that she found intertwined with it, and that was how they were able to see the sitcoms. And uh, we start with the uh, Dick Van Dyke one, the the first one, uh, mm-hmm. and they go into each of the uh, episodes going forward. And then the next thing we see is a guy in a hazmat suit getting lowered into the sewers, which becomes mm-hmm. beekeeping guy. Exactly. And it, it's interesting. Once he gets to the line where the uh, the barrier is, his tether mm-hmm. turns into an old school plastic jump rope. I loved that. I love it like, so much. The details, everything got changed. So his hazmat suit became the beekeeper suit. Yep. Because you wouldn't have a hazmat suit in the 60s yep. in a sitcom. So everything just like instantly becomes whatever would look normal in that world. Yes, exactly. So they start uh, identifying characters within the shows and they have... IDs for everyone except for Agnes, who they yeah. never mention. It's like they don't know she exists. She's up there, but they don't have an ID for her yeah. yet. It's very weird. Uh, out, outside of the episode, a lot of the names that they used are writers and producers on the show. Interesting. So when, they, when they say somebody's name is at whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. that's an actual real person that's like writing on the show or a second producer or... Something like that, which I thought was a fun little Easter egg. It's, you know, so many things that they do. I'm just like, thank you for for being you. It's like layers on layers. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they have, like, all of these questions. They have all the stuff that they failed to do. um, You know, and they have, you know, all these questions like, why the hexagons? Why sitcoms? Mm -hmm. Is this still in the same time and space? Is Vision alive? You know, all, mm-hmm. all of these things. That, it's all the same questions we're asking. Yeah, exactly. And they're the questions they're asking. I love it. It's so, so good. And, you know, and everyone's like, why is, why is it comes? I'm like, because it's cool. Because sitcoms are awesome. Right? Yeah. And so the next thing you see is Darcy and Jimmy trying the to talk to Wanda uh, through mm-hmm. the radio. So, and that's when we kind of get to see that they're, so they're recording everything and that's where we get to see the first blips because we yes. s- we see them on their footage, her hearing him and then it blipping to Dottie has a cut on her hand and the joke about linens and how to get exactly. a blood stain out of linen. Yeah. So that's how we can also see that the perspective is different. We were seeing things from inside the show before. So we know those couple of seconds of weird Jimmy speaking over the radio, Wanda not understanding what was happening. We saw all of that confusion. You don't see it now. The second time they run through it, we see it from the outside perspective of the show kind of skips. Yeah. 
and it's not it's not a cut like it's not seamless yeah it's meant you're meant to see that something changed yeah and so while they're watching it you can tell that it's been edited you don't know by who yeah but you can tell that there's editing happening so and then the next thing we see is of course beekeeper guy coming out and the thing that's interesting is we get a wider shot this Mm -hmm. time of them and it's so adorable because vision has his hand on her stomach and it's just like oh so cute um and we and we get the blip i get or the rewind uh because this is a bigger rewind and he is in color this time which is interesting so we see everything in color from that shot and then it goes to black and white once uh she says no and then we rewind and we don't see him again. Yeah. Which is interesting. And then we go immediately to episode three and then going, okay, water's broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So they're, they're tracking the progress of the show. They're taking notes. Um, Darcy is getting heavily invested in the characters. Which I find <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, she's a big fan. Um, but they're they notice the things that we've been talking about, that the decades are changing. Yep. They notice the progression with the characters. And so they're talking about, okay, well now she's pregnant. Now she's had the kids. Now it's the seventies. They can see all the same stuff that we've noticed. Yeah, exactly. Which again, It's just, Oh, it's so meta. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, we see them freak out because we see a blip and then the show ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Wanda, you know, get like real serious, and then it cuts to them on the couch with the babies, and they're like, "Whoa, what happened?" <laughs> yep. And that's when we get the aspect ratio change again, mm-hmm. uh, and we see Wanda drop the facade entirely and go, "No, you are not my yeah. friend. You are not my neighbor. You are a stranger, and you do not belong she gets here." Very menacing. She does. She generates magic with her hands. Uh, her whole posture changes. Yep. It, it was very like kind of Lucy sitcomy before, and now she's she strikes like a menacing pose and steps up like I'm going to protect what's mine. Yep. You're not going to touch these people. I don't know who you are, but you don't belong here. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's interesting. So you have you have the the aspect ratio go from sixteen nine to when they're watching it to the sitcom mm-hmm. kind of like shrink tall skinny square. And yeah. then you have it go back to 16.9 and lose all the static to where mm-hmm. it goes from like 70s to HD. And then she's like, no, you're gone. And she yeah. throws her out of the bus for you. Throws her out through like four different walls and a fence and yeah. like knocking books over and chairs. And... Well, and so here's the funny thing. So Vision is literally outside. How did he not see or hear this happening? It's like she that paused question. the outside world. I, I would not be surprised if she didn't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. She, she mm-hmm. throws her out of the thing, and it's daytime inside, and it's nighttime outside. So mm-hmm. time flows definitely differently inside the bubble than it does outside the bubble. And yeah. rather than, and then she kind of like goes back into her happy little world, puts the facade back up, Shoot, fixes the wall, fixes everything. All the books back on the bookcase. Yep, and and we get all of that fun stuff. So we can see that she's kind of more in control than we thought she was. Mm-hmm. And then Vision walks back in, and we get the really big reveal of 
Vision is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oh, so creepy. So creepy. So 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 creepy. Um, oh my and you know, completely devoid of color, has the big old hole where the infinity stone Eyes was. And he's like talking to her, and she's like, you can tell that she's trying to be like, no, I don't see this, I don't see this, I don't uh-huh. see this. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and then it's it, it's just there for like a couple of seconds, and then he's back mm-hmm. to color. Yeah, and it, it was like a cutaway. Yeah, it, um, was, it was so she was good. She closed her eyes, she looks back, and he's fine. Yeah, it it was so weird. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, we end with you know uh, uh, Monica saying it was all Wanda, mm-hmm. you know all this all this was her, uh, which is just so good. And then. Yeah. So then we get to the fifth episode. Most recent episode. Most recent episode. Which So again, spoilers. Pause here if you have not watched it yet. It only came out uh, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember what day today is. Yeah, uh, yesterday. We are recording this on Saturday. So if you have not watched it yet, please, please, please go watch it yeah. before you listen to us. Go watch them all. Watch them again. Yeah. So, uh... Episode five is on a very special episode, which mm-hmm. I actually had to look up which sitcom this is. I believe it's Family Ties. Okay, I it, can see that. It's either Family Ties or it's Family Matters. I'm not sure which. I, I think that they they kind of loosely grab things from some some several different episodes because yeah. like the whole Jazzer size bombshell hair kind of stuff that was very like reminiscent of a lot of different shows um there are things that made me think about like half a dozen yeah i I honestly thought this was the roseanne episode um but based on the opening credit sequence for the sitcom i think it's family ties because it's very family ties i'd say that's probably like the heaviest influence yeah and then they just kind of borrow from a few yeah so like uh, the, interprets it. yeah they're they're getting looser with their recreations which i find interesting as we're going on so uh on this episode vision begins to see cracks in his reality and confronts wanda about them meanwhile the sword team launches an area era appropriate drone into westview and wanda returns it to them meanwhile uh, billy and tommy yeah, learn something about life and death when they get a new dog there's a oh lot of things that happened in this episode in a very so short much. amount of time. Mm, so much happened. So we start with uh, Tommy and Billy's babies, right? And mm-hmm. they won't cry. They won't stop crying. And we have a great little gag where uh, Vision sticks the binkies in his ears, and it's like, oh, yeah. these aren't noise canceling. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. And so uh, they literally say, uh, I wish we had some help. And Agnes shows up very conveniently. Perfect timing. Way to go, Agnes. Gorgeous. Love it. And she comes in and Catherine Hahn's character. Um, I, I've enjoyed that mm-hmm. actress in a lot of things, but she is almost always the first one that makes you really feel the decade yeah. in this show. Yes. Like you see the different costumes, you see the different set, um, but Wanda and Vision kind of act like themselves mostly. Yeah, exactly. So she's the first neighbor that you usually encounter, and she comes in very hard on the eighties. 
Like yeah, hardcore. Yeah, hard on the eighties. Like her hair, her jazzercise outfit. Uh, uh everything yeah. about her. Like and even from her like uh. Parent, par- parenting style, you know, yeah. and, and Wanda tries to cheat a little bit and does uh, tries to to magic the kids to sleep and it doesn't work. Yeah, uh, and at one point, uh, Agnes goes and looks for like the dark liquor to put the kids to sleep, yeah. thinking that okay maybe they're teething, so we'll run a little alcohol on their gums to you know kind of help with that. Nope. That, that was a very uh, old school kind of parenting philosophy. Oh, yes. I mean, God, with the leg warmers and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we turn around and, and Agnes is having a drink at the bar and it's quiet. And the mm-hmm. twins have disappeared. And we turn around and there are five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> so they can control their aging, which I find fascinating on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And, and Agnes, they're so cute. They're cute little five-year-olds. Yeah, they are. Uh, Agnes makes a joke of, well, kids, you can't control them. <laughs> yeah. Which, obviously, Wanda cannot. No, she, not at she's all. She's trying to control them and has no control now. Yeah. So then we switch back to Westview. So we start to see the cracks in reality as mm-hmm. things are shifting in and out. Before before we switch to Westview, mm-hmm. one of the cracks of reality was when Agnes came in. Yeah. Um, Vision wasn't comfortable with her. Yes, like, yes. I forgot on. about that. Thank you for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, this this was really one of the first points when it breaks down and where Vision is really starting to be like, this is not right. Something's wrong here. Yeah. And because, and, and she goes, do you want me to take that from the top? And Wanda's like, yeah, huh? It's like looking for a direction from Wanda. Yeah. And sounds like an actress you know she's saying like should i take that again should i yeah do you want another take basically yeah um and then she goes to pick up her bag again so like she could walk back into the room yeah and so vision is looking at her like this is not how people act like this is right yeah and And, and he confronts wanda about it she's like oh she was just nervous yeah like oh it's nothing honey it's nothing it's fine it 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 was a weird moment Um, it was super weird so, we, so that's that's one of the biggest things where it's been so obvious that that this isn't right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we get outside of Westview uh, and we see uh, Monica going after under a bunch of tests. Um, uh-huh. They've got an MRI and some blood draws and stuff, and they are blank, which yeah. is alluding to this is what causes her to have powers because in comics she does. I don't remember what they mm-hmm. are off the top of my head, but I will research that for later this episode, for next week. Um, yeah. I've looked it up before. I've so got... there's, so she's got some interesting ones. So then they, they're yeah. going through oh, everything wow. that has happened that they know of within the anomaly and they go over Wanda's history uh, as she is within the MCU. So born of Sokovia, uh, radicalized after her her parents were killed and then volunteers for Hydra, which interesting moment. So in Ultron, they have that scene with her and and, and Aaron Taylor Johnson playing Pietro side by side at the rally. And they very particularly framed that cut of her. So it's just her by herself and they don't show Pietro at all. Yeah. Now the cynical part of me is like, oh, they did it so they didn't have to pay him royalties. Mm-hmm. The other part of me is like, well, maybe they're going to ca- recast Pietro. Yeah. 
maybe we're going to have a different version of Quicksilver going forward, uh, which could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go into kind of her backstory of she was with Strucker and then she was with the Avengers and then Logos happened and da 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 da. So you don't know really like her motivation at the moment. Yes. And they bring both sides of it that she's that she's been the villain and she's also been the hero. Yes. And uh they make a really interesting point of does she have an alias? It's like, no. Does it have like a weird code name? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um and Hayward, like a lot of people have speculated that he's the devil, uh that he's Mephisto. I think he's just a jerk. <laughs> You know, uh, I think we'll see Ms. Mephisto show up in, in other ways because in the comics, Tommy and Billy are part of Mephisto's soul, and that's how they come into existence. Um, and Monica's very much like, no, she's not a terrorist. She's, you know, yes, she's controlling these people, but she's not trying to hurt anybody. In fact, she took great pains yeah. to not hurt me as she threw me out the barrier at 30 miles an hour. Yeah. So. There is, you know, she doesn't have a political agenda. I think she's just someone who is just stuck in her grief, and this is how it's manifested. Yeah. You know? If you take somebody who is as powerful as Wanda, and they've been through all of the ama- amazingly horrific things that she has in her life, yeah. and then you add grief on top of that, like, yeah. you don't you don't know what unso- unresolved trauma she has from her parents dying, yeah. let alone her twin brother dying, and now her beloved dies. I don't know if they ever, you know, were married well, or anything. Well, they they but... were, you know, together, basically. They were, they were together. You know, and, and, and you had, so you had, that happened in Infinity War, you had her blip, okay? For us, it's been uh, five years. For her, it's been three seconds. She then goes, fights Thanos, okay? Yeah. Almost destroys Thanos out of her grief, okay? Mm-hmm. And this has been probably two weeks later, maybe. Um, you know, so there's some, you know, this is a very, very short time period after yeah. Endgame. Yeah, uh, it says um, what what she does that we'll get to as, as it gets to and then the story was nine days prior to yeah. whatever our current day is. Yeah. So we're talking just a matter of a few days between the end of Avengers Endgame and really the beginning of what's happening here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we, we cut back to the sitcom and the, the twins looking so cute and oh so like, oh, we just something did something we shouldn't have. Very cute and precocious five-year-olds. Yes. Uh, standing in front of the sink uh, mm-hmm. as a as human all, shield. As all precocious, oh, yeah. precocious five-year-olds do when they're not up to trouble. Yeah, exactly. And Wanda comes in and going, huh, which one of you just barked? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, of course, they're hiding this very cute little dog, and Vision comes in, like, human, and he's like, uh, I just have a feeling someone's gonna pop over, and Agnes comes in with a dog house. Because, you know... Just so so uh, convenient, you know? Yeah, she noticed from her kitchen window that they had a dog, that they would need a doghouse. Like, how'd you see that? Yeah, right? And, see that. And, uh, 
and uh, when Agnes isn't looking, uh, Wanda creates a dog collar, and he's like, I thought we were supposed to hide our magic. And she was like, well... Yeah, she's not hiding anything anymore. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to... I'm tired of hiding. Eh, I'm good. And she doesn't want him to either, which I find hilarious and adorable. And they're like, he's like, you know, usually we're on the same mind, but we right now we are not. <laughs> and he, it's very becoming very apparent that he's very very suspicious. And so, yeah. uh, they, you know, they're like, "Can we keep the dog, please?" Like all kids do. And mm-hmm. we're like, "No, you're, you're not old enough." That. And they're like, "Not till you're ten. And they look at each other. And they're like, no, don't do it. And they age up to 10. Yeah. So they are very much in control of themselves. Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. Now, you don't know if it's if it's something that it's Billy controlling his magic, or if it's Tommy speeding things up, or if it's a combination of both. It might be but, a combination of both. Yeah. But they are definitely the ones who are in control of their own aging and abilities within this, they also seem to have more control than Wanda does. Yes, I agree. Like Wanda, things go wrong when she tries to wave her hands around. Yeah. They don't They don't seem to have that problem. Yeah. And, and so because of that, uh, I, I'm starting to lean towards uh, it's Mephisto that's actually controlling this world, yeah. or, or at least boosting Wanda. Uh, because she was never this powerful, at least in the MCU. Uh, yeah. it, and it could definitely, and that really harkens back to like the House of M comics, yeah. where a lot of these storylines kind of come from. They're they're at least inspired by them. Yeah. So you've got Mephisto and Agatha Harkness kind of playing behind the scenes puppetry. Yeah. And that's what a lot of speculation's been with WandaVision is that. Agnes, the nosy neighbor that seems to kind of know what's going on, might be Agatha Harkness, um, that her unseen husband might be Mephisto. Like, there's there's a lot of things that we still don't have answers for. Like, really, how is this being created? Because it's, it's the size of a whole town, and obviously we've been here for a duration of days now, at least. Yeah. And she created it nine days prior to to the current time frame in the real world, that's a lot of power to, to use for nine days. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's interesting, you know, you've got uh, these little anomalies, right? Mm-hmm. And it's being very selective in who it brings in and who it takes out. And because of that, there's some weird kind of hinky stuff going on. And it's starting to kind of show it's it stripes a little bit, you know. Uh, Agnes wears this brooch that has uh, Mephisto on it and uh-huh. a couple other people. And I forget who they are off the top of my head. I think she had something that like alluded to the fates in one yeah, episode. Yeah, something like that. And so there's a that. couple of interesting little things, which if they are really running with the... Tommy and Billy have parts of Mephisto's soul, it would make sense why they can control this world and why Mm -hmm. Wanda can't control them. Yeah. So it's kind of a convergence of different powers and different things and and different influences uh, of the world. So from there, we jump back into 
outside of Westview. Mm-hmm. And you have my new favorite trio of Monica, Jimmy, and Darcy trying to say trying side characters, but I love oh, I love so them. Good. Especially Jimmy's like optimism. Mm-hmm. He's just so fuzzy and cute. Oh, he's adorable. Um so and they're trying Darcy's to smart. theoretically figure out how and why they could get Monica back in knowing what she knows. Um and they they bring up a couple of uh aerospace engineers uh there's been some speculation that it's either the pims or that it's victor doom Mm. (laughs) which i'm leaning more towards victor doom because or reed richards even because kevin feige has said that the fantastic four will appear in a disney plus show before they appear in the movies that would be a great way to tie that in right even if it's just like one little cameo i'd be so happy It it's a great way to like to bring the world together mm-hmm. and make it feel really cohesive instead of just dropping another movie. Yeah, because like the first two Fantastic Four movies in like the two thousands, they they were good. They weren't the best thing, but I liked them. Yep. And then that last one was just a train wreck. Yes, it was. It was so bad. It was so bad on so many levels. Yeah. Um, so they're they're speculating about how Wanda's doing this. You know, she never was this powerful. And Monica's like, well, she did almost take out Thanos if, you know, he hadn't called a blitz. And Jimmy was like, well, so did Captain Marvel. And yeah. something has happened because, oh boy, does Monica look uncomfortable and change the subject real quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I am curious to see what happened there and, yeah. and what they're going to do with that. I mean, there are decades between when we see Captain Marvel in her own movie yeah. and when we see her show up for Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So then they get, uh, you know, the props and sets and stuff, and she sees the helicopter, and she's like, I wonder. So they go check out her clothes and come to find out, because she was wearing a Kevlar vest, her clothes are 87% Kevlar, which means yeah. that everything is taken in and is transformed going in. Mm-hmm. So they get this idea to do a 80s style drone. Yeah. And send if that in. Whatever they send in matches the 80s. Yeah. Then there's no reason to change it. Exactly. And it, it flies under Wanda's radar for a little bit. So mm-hmm. we then jump to uh, Vision at work. Yeah. And he ha- and they get computers and they get their first email mm-hmm. and we have it's a communique from sword yeah which is interesting and you know we have this very little moment with norm looking for a letter opener it's like no we don't need to do that yeah it was all like bad computer puns at that point yes it was great he's like where do i put the stamp yeah exactly uh, and the communique says, uh, Dr. Darcy Lewis's findings regarding the maximum mon- anomaly, high levels of radiation present at perimeter, effects on Westview residents unknown, please advise. Mm-hmm. And it's at that moment, so Vision then touches the computer and he's able to control the computer. So he touches Norm, breaks Norm out of the yeah. mind control, basically, and he freaks out. He's like, I'm in so much pain, the grief is so heavy. Um, uh, she's yeah. inside my head. I need to call my parents. Oh, dark! And it's he's talking about his sister's so taking dark. Care of his dad, 
he needs to he needs to be able to contact her. Yeah. It's obvious that he's there against his will. Yeah. And uh you know, he he's it, you know, everything hurts so much, you know, mm-hmm. that you know, all these thoughts and stuff are in his head and that there's so much pain which makes sense. And then he goes back and he flips him back to that kind of sitcom thing. And it's so like over the top cheesy and kudos to the guy playing Norm because that was a seamless transition. Acting chops. That was perfect. And you get that kind of realization from vision throughout that Mm -hmm. he may have to fight Wanda. Yeah. They may have to, you know, go up against each other because he knows this isn't right. Yeah. So we get back to um to Wanda with the boys next. Yes. And they the, I loved this part that the kids are trying to figure out why Vision went to work. Yeah. And they keep telling the mom they're like no, this morning it was Saturday. Yeah. Dad doesn't work on Saturdays. So you, you can see that Wanda's messing with Vision. Yeah. She mentions that she needed to distract him, so yeah. she sent him to work. Exactly. And, and there's this really interesting moment where they're like, from us? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, we're just not on the same page. So I needed him to, I needed to distract him from our fight, basically. Uh, yeah. And and it's funny. So you, you realize, she realizes that something's not right. And then you would, as soon as she gets up to go investigate what's going on outside, you hear the drone and the sound design, mm-hmm. which I love so much. They were like, Oh, let me throw in this little visual clue real quick. Or this auditory clue real quick. Yeah. Which is just so great. Which uh, honestly just made me remember that there was an auditory cue at the beginning of this episode too. That every time um, that it started breaking down, like mm-hmm. when Agnes walked in and got confused and was like looking for direction, the baby stopped crying. Yep. And it was only after they kind of restarted the scene yeah. that the babies were crying again. Yeah. So they're they're playing into all of those stereotypes too. Like there's a laugh track. Yeah. Kind of running. It, exactly. You know? uh, so we get this moment where uh, Monica is flying this drone in, and she attempts to talk to Wanda, and we see Wanda with the red eyes, mm-hmm. and the dr- and uh, Hayward being the jerk that he is decides to fire a missile at her. <laughs> Which, like most jerks do. I mean, you know. I don't know why you thought it would be a good idea. Honestly, like, come on, the woman is a tele is a telekinesis genius. Yeah. Like, come on, son. I'm not gonna take her by surprise, right? Um, so the drone feed cuts out, and the broadcast also has a please stand by thing, mm-hmm. and we get a perimeter be- breach breach. <laughs> And we get uh, Wanda walking out in her Endgame outfit, which proves the timeline. Her Sokovia accents back. So you really can see. So this is how she went into it. And Uh everything around that is her delusion, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Uh, Although, to be fair, she very nicely returns the drone to them. She really does. Like, she could have just, like, you know, blown it up. Yeah. I mean, just just really cares about recycling at this point. I mean, it's so Bring nice. It so nice. <laughs> right? And, you know, they've got, you know, probably 20 guns on her with sights. Yeah. 
which yeah. is a really easy way to show numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's trying to justify the fact that they, you know, throw a missile at her. It's like, it was just a precaution, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you do. Yeah. And and Monica is trying to, to talk to her and be like, hey, what do you what do you want? What do you need? She's like, I yeah. have everything I want. So leave me alone, basically. Mm-hmm. Monica is trying to, to prove that she's a friend, yeah. that she's an ally for her. She's like, You you let me help you deliver the babies. Yeah. Like you knew that I was sword. A friend. Yeah. You know, you, you let a sword agent into your house. Mm -hmm. you know and you're a telepath like how did you know not know who i was uh and then she just walks back in and as she walks back in we see the static go red Mm -hmm. which just it looks so cool yeah so it looks like she's uh reinforcing it um kind of more of a hands-off approach she doesn't want to let everything in as easily as as it's been getting in at the past yeah exactly uh and then we get the little commercial which is huh, for lagos paper towels when you make a yeah. mess you didn't mean to yeah that that is a deep cut though yes it is don't know that is like Full on like civil war. In fact, uh, since we get done with this, I'm gonna like rewatch all of the Wanda <laughs> MCU movies. <laughs> yeah, I've got like yeah, six. Civil War and Ultron are are the two best to really yeah. follow what's happening with her her storyline. Yeah, but um, Lagos is where Wanda made her biggest mistake. Yep. Uh, and some civilians were killed. She was trying to protect people. Yeah, but she kind of didn't have enough control yeah. or. Well, it, so she she took consequences. Yeah, she took crossbones up, wrapped him in the thing, and then mm-hmm. she lost control and basically pushed the explosion into the side of a building, killing a bunch of people. And then we get the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's so all. The Sokovia Accords kicks off the entire Captain America Civil War. Yeah, movie. it's 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 a lot. There's a lot. We could yeah. do an entire episode just on that movie and that comic series which we probably will do eventually which i really need to re- to read that series yeah. because the movie that that's one of my bottom movies just because i don't like the the antagonism between characters i like yeah so that's fair it, it's not my favorite of the movies but See, i enjoy it mostly because i'm a huge black widow fan and i think mm. this is one of black widow's better m- movies um, you you aren't you aren't wrong there. She's got some great, especially action scenes. Yes. Um, isn't that the one where she's on the bike? Yes. And she's she picks up the shield as she rides past, and she's like, "I'm always picking up after you boys." No, that's Ultron. No, that's Ultron. Oh, I thought that is Ultron because they're they're going after Vision before oh, he's yeah, Vision. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> that is an Ultron. Well, I do like that scene. Of- that's a good scene too. <laughs> Back that's a good scene too but you know so the civil war comic is about mm-hmm. spider-man uh, because he is being spider-man and so he they want him to do the whole registration thing and it's a it's a lot but getting yeah. back to the episode uh <laughs> yeah it's a lot uh next thing we see is them looking for the dog the dog has disappeared and we ha- see Agnes co- bring out the dog from an azalea bush where he ate too much and died. Uh, which I'm starting to think Agnes killed the dog. 
Well, I'm wondering at this point who created the dog in the first place. Oh, that too. So was it Agnes? Was it Wanda? Was it the kids? Was there a dog that got through the barrier? Like, uh, maybe a bit of both. Uh, it's a lot, honestly. Yeah. Um, and they they do have this great little moment where um, oh my gosh. they're like, yeah. no, don't. Don't age yourself up. Don't age don't, yourself up. You know, don't don't run away from this hurt, basically. Yeah. And the kids say something about, like, you can reverse this. You can bring him back to life. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, you can't do that. But that's exactly what she's doing. Well, maybe her. Maybe Mephisto. Like, uh, you know, know. maybe maybe she, she wished it. She back to life for this. Yeah. And she's sitting there telling them that, you know, you've got to be sad about this. And yeah. they're like, no, Mom, you're, you're strong enough. You can do this. Yeah, exactly. And, and so she's got to be like... No, I can't. Or she, I feel like she's been lying to herself throughout yeah. all of these episodes as well. She didn't realize maybe at first what she was doing. She doesn't know exactly how much control she has. And yeah. then as she's figuring it out, she's like, but you know what? I'm happier here. And so she's trying to kind of like choose it for herself. Yeah. There's a whole lot going into it. Yeah. And well, and then we get into the next scene, which is the big WandaVision confrontation argument. Yeah. Which is a lot. Strike attack poses and float up. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. You know, and and, and he's like, you know, I spoke to Norm away from your oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that, and she tries to kind of force it by running the credits, and he's yeah. like, No, we are not done talking. <laughs> he keeps chasing her into the other room, and then the credits stop. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, uh, what do you want to do? Watch TV, turn in for the night so you can change everything? No, you cannot control me. And he's like, yes. I don't know who I am. <laughs> yeah. Which. Oh, so good. There is a there is a sweet little moment where she's like, you are my husband. You are Tommy and Billy's father. Isn't that enough? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, the feels. She's trying so hard to keep her. The her- feels idealized version of Mm -hmm. them together yeah and this is the first point when he points out the fact that when they go to bed they wake up and everything's redone yeah that was the first time that i realized like we knew that every everything was a different decade but this is the first time that you really get the the idea that they know is a different decade too yeah and so i'm like is she going through all of the american tv shows that she saw that she's trying to find the one that's going to fit them. Yeah. Where they're going to be happy. Maybe. Um, so she, that maybe that's why we had a 50s and a 60s and a 70s episode. That she's going through trying to find what what's right for them. Um, because the sets change. The characters change. And so it feels more like a conscious decision yeah. than I gave it credit for. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. So they, they, uh, they get into their attack poses, you know, which is so mm-hmm. great. And I love it. Like, it's such seamless wire work. I give the, yeah. I give the kudos to the set guys. And she's like, all of this is for us. Like, mm-hmm. everything that I am doing is for us. So let me do it. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's becoming aware of what's outside Westview. And there was a scene in the trailer where he was the one opening the barrier. And I'm wondering if that was a fake out for the Wanda scene where she brings the drone out. But then again, who knows? It may There's be later. There's from the trailer we haven't seen yet. True. So it's it's going to be exciting to see. We've 
we're already halfway through the the entire season. Yeah. So it's, and I don't know if there's going to be a second one. It might have just been like a a mini series to set up. I don't think so because this because this is playing into Spider Man three and then Doctor Strange exactly. two. It may not be. We may uh, yeah, get. Like- you know, another WandaVision series? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, Maybe. I love the format. I love what they're doing with it. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been so good for me. You know, and, and there's right. this there's this great, great little part in their fight where they're like, so you think I'm somehow in charge of everyone in Westview, that I get them to school on time, that I get them to doctor's appointments, that I make them walk yeah, their dogs? And she's like, yeah. I have no idea how any of this started. Yeah. And he wants to believe her, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And she's and he's just like, you need to stop, basically. And the doorbell rings. And she's like, I didn't do that. And he's like, I want to believe you, but I'm yeah. ignoring statistics. Oh my gosh. And, so good. you know, it's one of those most like, all right, who's at the door? Like, because it seems too perfect. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, okay, this is the sitcom. And she opens the door and she has no idea who it is at first. And he's like, who is it? And she's like, I don't know. And so we we pan and we see the the back of the head head and silver and black. And I'm going, ooh, okay, here we go. And we pan around and it's uh, the first class Pietro. Uh, yeah, Quicksilver. Quicksilver from, from the X Men yes. cinematic universe, which I will find Evan his Peters name his, here in a sec. Evan Peters is the actor name. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, can't long lost bro get a squeeze? And I love Darcy's reaction, which is she recast Pietro. <laughs> yeah. And I was yelling at my TV when he oh popped on. I was like, I was so yes. Like I was like, sweet, we're gonna get the the first class X Men mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. However, I mean, that's the obvious go to here. However, after rewatching it a couple of times, I don't think he's playing Pietro. I think he's using Pietro as his in. I think he's either Nightmare or he's Mephisto himself. <gasps> dun dun dun! dun. <laughs> right, and that's how now- the episode ends. Because he doesn't, he doesn't act like Marvel Cinematic Universe Pietro. He doesn't have yeah. an accent. And he also he didn't act like he did in First Class. Exactly. He doesn't have any of the same mannerisms. Yeah. He's very much X-Men yeah. Quicksilver, yeah. which is kind of goofy, kind of like, hey, let's play ping pong. Blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the goggles and the, and the Walkman and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why... I, I'm starting to think, okay, he's not, you know. Then maybe he's not, he's not any Quicksilver. Yeah. Wow. That is a thought. Right? Now, I, I'll admit, I can't take credit for it. I did hear it first on Beyond the Trailer uh, when I was watching her breakdown. Yeah. Nice. But it got me thinking, and I was like, you know, you may be right. Um, it so would make sense. I haven't watched any like Easter eggy breakdowns for this last episode, gotcha. but what I'm thinking about is I see him and it occurred to me and I, I messaged this to you mm-hmm. that they're in the eighties. Yeah. 
So if she was looking for a Pietro from the 80s, she would get the first class Pietro. Exactly. Because that, um, the uh, Apocalypse movie um, and Dark Phoenix, all of that era takes place in the 80s. Yep. Like Jubilee's a teenager in an, in an American mall and, you know, Cyclops and Jean Grey are teenagers. And Quicksilver is in that movie. Like he goes to the school and saves everyone from the explosion. Yeah. He is the Quicksilver that you would find if you were in the 1980s. Yeah, and you know, that, there's there's really there, there's some interesting things. Uh when we were chatting in our our spoiler section in our Discord server, one of the guys was like, "I really hope she hasn't like jumped off the deep end yet cuz I don't want Wanda to be a yeah. villain." And I was like, "I don't think she's actually being villainous like she is in the comics. Mm-hmm. I think she's just stuck in her grief." literally yeah. and this is kind of how it's manifesting and she's just in the biggest case of denial the world has ever seen yeah and there there's still unanswered questions mm-hmm. so i think even with the fact that she's controlling some of the details yeah i think that there's still another layer to this story that we don't know i mean there's still a few more episodes yeah that well i, I totally forgot we didn't even mention uh when they were doing the breakdown of who Wanda is, they showed nine days after the blip, she stole vision from sword. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now he was not put together. He was in pieces. So my theory is that she stole it and they claim it's because, you know, she violated the Sokovia Accord. She violated, um, the visions living will, yeah, uh, the vision didn't want to be used as a weapon. Yeah. And so they're saying that she took him and is doing whatever she's doing, and that's violating his living will. Yes. You also don't know what they were doing with him. Well, yeah. And so there's like, there is a thing about, like, and they very specifically mentioned that she violated Section 37B of the Sokovia mm-hmm. Accords. And I'm like, that's a very oddly specific section. Um, to be referencing. Uh, So my theory is that they were using vision to create things and to create weapons, uh, which is why she got pissed off and took him back. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of kicked off everything else. She's only personally a few days after losing him in the first place. Yep. And her basically her last memory before the blip was that she was forced to try to kill him. Yep. And then it was instantly reversed, and then Thanos killed him, and then she tried to kill Thanos, and then she's been gone. Yeah, exactly. So that's a pretty traumatic thing to go through. She comes back from that only to fight Thanos and his armies, and then a couple days later, she steals his body and creates this magical world. Well, I mean, from her point of view, okay, she comes back from the blip, and finds out it's been five years and sword has been doing god knows what to her love of her life like i don't blame her for going crazy yeah (laughs) you know i mean she's she's already got so much trauma in her past that you don't know how this is affecting her yeah um like what kind of grief has gone into this so there there are things at play that we still just don't know there's still so many ways that this could play out yeah. The the next few episodes are going to be really interesting to see where they decide to take the story. Yeah. And how it's going to play into those movies that we know are coming up. 
Yeah. Now, I haven't looked at them because I'm trying to avoid spoilers, so I've been avoiding the internet. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there are spoilers out there for the next episode. Mm, uh, I haven't looked either. Uh, I don't want to look. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be gonna... surprised. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it, I want to know when I'm watching it, yelling at my TV at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, whether or not I'm right with my theories. Yeah. Um, might be wildly wrong but we're gonna be excited to find out i mean honestly like uh, i've had a weirdly good year for disney plus shows when it comes to like theories that i have being right like i was completely right with the mandalorian about bo katan and ahsoka uh and i've been right so far with this show about darcy being involved so i'm hoping i'm right nice (laughs) so we'll see um Wow, we have gone really long. We're almost at two hours. Uh, I expected to be about two hours for the first one because we had five episodes to get through. This is true. And and I'm sure there was more stuff that we missed that we'll talk about yeah. as we get to other These episodes. These are the things that were important to us. Yeah. I, there's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot in all of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we are going to be releasing this on Mondays, uh, both on YouTube and on your favorite podcasting site. Uh, this has been the Bounty Honeys present Comics Corner. Thank you guys so much. Um, we should tell you to join our Discord server. Yes, it will be Um, in links, uh, down below. (laughs) Places and areas. We've got merch. Yes. We'll have links for that too. Um, at, especially in the Bounty Honey server, we've got a spoiler zone where we do talk about things like immediately after watching them. So come hang out with us and ask us questions and let us know um, maybe some other uh, shows or movies or things that you want to talk about in this kind of format because obviously we love them all. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. And stay geeky. Bye.